You're listening to In My Network with Yelit. Absolutely pumped to be chatting with Jan today. If it wasn't for Jan, then In My Network wouldn't even be a thing. I met Jan a few months ago when Albacross and Vidyard's booth were placed right next to each other at a marketing event in Amsterdam. It's like the world made that just happen. And his energy was absolutely contagious. And then it just clicked like, oh shit, that's the guy from LinkedIn. And I knew Jan was running a really cool podcast for Albacross, speaking to all types of leaders in the SaaS space. And he's the person that really gave me the advice and the courage I needed to go ahead and start this little project of mine. I bugged him a bunch of times, got a lot of info out of him, and he was always happy to provide it. So obviously, you know, he should have been one of the first people to join me on here, but life happened and anything that could go wrong did. But this is it. We're actually here. So since then, Jan has joined uh, the Playo team, and so I'm really excited to just go ahead and catch up. So Jan, how are you? That's awesome. What an intro. You said before that you would uh, f- fuck it up uh, or, or mess it up. I think that was, was <laughs> awesome. You know, I, I remember like, uh, you know, we were standing next to each other. We were exchanging uh, chocolates or whatever in Amsterdam <laughs> last year, and uh, it feels just yesterday, and I'm super yeah, proud of you that you actually started it and we spoke about it. And um, yeah, I didn't even realize that I helped you. Uh, you it did. was uh, it was uh, just a pleasure. And yeah, I'm happy to, of course, be on your show. I had the pleasure to listen to some of your episodes. And it's yeah, I'm really impressed by the things you do. Thank you. Thank you. And I mean, not even help. You were the inspiration behind it. And I think if I would have, if I wouldn't have met you in Amsterdam, there's no, I think I know for certain that I wouldn't have started this. I wouldn't have had the balls to just be like, okay, you know, I can do this. But speaking with you and just hearing you say, you know, like, why can't you do this? I was like, shit, why can't I do this? So thank you for the advice. And thank you for the chocolate. I think you also introduced me to, uh, Tony's chocolate, which I bought like 17 yeah. times since then. So I don't know if I should be saying thank you or F you, but one or the other. Yeah, no, it's, anyways, a, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a great one. So let's just go ahead and dive into it. Who is Jan? Who are you? Good question. I, I ask, ask myself this every morning, I think. <laughs> no. um, yeah, short about me. Uh, you can hear from my thick German accent that I'm actually from Germany. Um, like I think the, the the major things that impacted me like growing up is my family. Uh, I have a big family, a uh, little sister, little brother. Um, grew up in a small house, and uh, a dog who's it's actually his birthday today. He's turning eight. So uh, oh, wow. like this Happy was birthday. really yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's even a thing, but I just remember speaking about it. No, I think this this was like super super important to me. Like being close to friends, being close to family, and always have this like sort of feeling that back no matter what um and after that um i moved cities from the southern part of germany to the northern part and there are specific sports is really interesting uh, it's not that big in in israel where you are right now uh, it's called field hockey so i started playing it um, just for fun and became actually quite good at it um so uh, you know i was joining the regional teams and then the the, the regional teams, the clubs, um, and even ended up in the youth national team just a couple of times. So I really, this was like another episode that's really like character building for me because I learned how to be really, really good at something. Like not mediocre, but like really cool. So I had the pleasure to 
like play, you know, together with players that have been in the Olympics um, at some point, which is super cool. Wow. Then that's, yeah, so that was really cool. And then I think sort of a thing that I'm very happy now that it actually happened. Um, not at that time, something uh, that I had an injury, so I couldn't keep continuing like doing the things that I actually love, like playing field hockey, you know, and be together with my friends on the field. So I had an hip injury that made like dropped my career so i couldn't continue anymore and yeah then is when my maybe my second life began i after graduation turned to sweden worked as a nanny then studied there and sort of learned the language got to know the culture and yeah we started started working as an sdr intern at, at albacross and now i'm an account executive still in sweden sometimes in berlin at plio so that's a very, very short story, who I am, what my background is. Wow. Well, getting into that, like I have to, I have a few questions there, but yeah. what, what actually brought you to Sweden? Like, was it just like, there's this job opportunity and let's go for it and it happens to be in Sweden or was it like, I need to move to Sweden? Yeah, no, I think it was um, like, it was not job related a bit, but because um, we always went to Sweden summers with my family. Mm -hmm. So I had like very, very good uh, memories of that growing up as a kid and uh, spending the vacations there. Uh, so after graduation, after I couldn't continue my dream, like playing field hockey, I was like, I need to get out of my, my current circumstances. I need to go somewhere nice, somewhere cool. And mm -hmm. so I thought, you know, what better way to actually get to know a culture than actually living in a family, taking care of kids, uh, learning the language so that's what I what I did um, uh, in a house family and I'm still super good friends with them I'm actually living at their place right now because they are in London and I have to take care of their dog so uh, it's uh, it's still a very close connection yeah wow okay long-lasting relationships well getting yeah. into like your childhood and all that what was your childhood really like like being that big brother playing sports um, you know what what what's your family like what was your childhood like yeah oh uh it, it was you know i would say uh, lots lots of up, ups and downs you know you have uh on the one side i think i always played any game with my my little brother we were like both super com prop, uh, competitive all always both wanted to win uh, and no matter what it was um so that was always fun we always had like this competitive willingness to win there uh, in there but then also you know you had to take care of your little sister then a dog so you always had also this feeling of responsibility that you have you know um so yeah that that was cool but i also something was very important is that you know you have to accept and love yourself no matter what you're gonna do you you do your way right there's no right or wrong but as long as you are confident with the choices you make and you stand behind it that's the right choice for you and there's no judgment in whatever you're gonna do so that was, you know, very cool as well, because there was like not really a judgment. This is what you have to do, but, you know, you can basically path your own way. Um, and mm. that's that's cool with a, with, a, with a big family, not only mine, but also, you know, my, my, my cousins and, and something so forth. So wow. that was always very inspiring. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like a, a supportive place to be in and a great way to grow up. Um, getting into that though like all those kinds of experiences and being on a team and being a big brother like how do you think how do you think you got to where you are today because i know that there was a bit of a story around you studying something and then you had this job mm. opportunity and then corona hit and then shit hit the fan and then sales yeah and 
So, so what exactly mm. happened there? And what do you think it was that was like, okay, I know that I can be in sales. I know that I can do this. Um, mm. Do you think like your childhood kind of primed you for that? I think I was always like super interested in first thing, like chatting to people and like understanding them because um, I always love different cultures and try to understand them. So I love languages, right? I speak Swedish, I speak English, I speak a bit of French. So I always wanted to be at one level. And on the other side, I'm pretty curious. And also I like to change things and challenge things. Mm -hmm. Like why do we have to think in way X if, y or a or c or d you might be actually better <laughs> so you know there was always an argument uh with with our siblings on on what way way to do so maybe you know this this curiosity this willingness to learn and also like ch challenge people is something that impacted in my youth i don't know no <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, it makes sense i mean all those things contribute when it comes to sales and those are kind of those things that that can't be taught in a way you know you kind of just have to have those as second nature like it's you can have mm -hmm. this amazing person but you can't teach them to be curious or teach them to kind of challenge ideas they just kind of if they're not that person they're not really that person so going into school and all that what what happened there like what happened with that job and and getting into sales like tell us that story yeah, yeah no so I, you know in, in in university if you study business then you most likely want to become a consultant like this is at least you know in my surroundings where, where the people i studied with this was sort of the the a way to go because you this is a fancy title this is in society in germany and also in sweden like a very well seen upon job mm -hmm. so that was my plan right so you you sort of become uh, the person or you you get very close to the person that you surround yourself with so i actually studied um an MBA, International Strategic Management, and then apply for different consultancies. And I actually got, got a job there, which was like the win, you know, like getting a job in a foreign country and um, was, was super nice. On the same side, I had, I have to shout out Vera here, who was an account executive at Personio. She always said like, hey, Anne, I know you also apply for sales because that could actually be funny. Um, you like to like fast moving environments and so forth. So I, uh, just for fun, literally just to have more options, I also applied for Salesforce. So I had like this, you know, dual process there where I was like consultancy, that's like what, you know, everybody tells me to do, what my gut feeling tells me also to do, but also had this experience in like sales, SaaS, you know, fast growing clear sales processes. Because it was COVID, I sort of didn't want to move to Dublin. So I decided to go for the consultancy jobs, but then they actually fired me or they couldn't let me start because COVID came in. So then I was like a couple of months before graduation, I needed a job. So I was like, okay, I like staying in Sweden and I like SaaS. What can, what can we do? So an internship on LinkedIn popped up and I applied for it and then I also got it. <laughs> wow. Impressive. Impressive. Wow. What a story. Seriously. I feel like literally there's no one I know that's like, like there's that joke about, oh, everyone just falls into sales, but literally everyone just falls into sales. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like, I don't know, like I think back to um, 
I think, uh, who is it? John Barrows. He has like a book yeah. that he wrote about like, I want to be a salesperson when I grow up or something like that with his daughter. Um, and it's funny because thinking back to, you know, when I was a child, like you never thought of something like that. Like I want to be a salesperson when I grow up. Like, no, I no. want to be a doctor. Or I want to be a pilot or, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. And people just fall into it. And for many, it just ends up being the best decision for them. So it's really cool to hear how that that happened for you too even though you had like life kind of planned out like yeah. for me for I mean, example i didn't have shit planned out so it makes sense like yeah. what else is i gonna do but i i see more and more people mba and degree and this and that and then they yeah. like end up being aes or which is it's awesome like you have all this experience and you still decide that this is the place for you to be yeah and i think that's that's a super cool and interesting development because more and more people are you know getting we're getting rid of this cliche right of the the, the nasty salesperson that is you know all about commission all about the money and just want to make the sales and i think we both are still grown like we're raised in this picture and that's why we didn't want to become mm -hmm. a salesperson this was actually the late the last thing the least thing i wanted to do like sales oh my god you know like um so it's super funny that we are both having this conversation now and actually speaking about these things because it's actually a funny role say it's not for everyone like mm -hmm. please it's not for everyone it's you know we have targets we have a lot of pressure it's it's a lot of different things and painful things that we have to do but you know some it's really a cool cool profession so um i can only recommend at least giving it a shot you know doing an internship or whatever um, if you are on the fence of, you know, trying to, to, to figure it out and then, you know, reach out to Yalit and she will tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I don't think I'm there to tell anyone what to do yet. I'll, I'll forward them oh, on yeah, to you, course. but, um, so getting into sales, what exactly, like, I know that you're big on prospecting. Mm. You've kind of done the whole SDR part, the AE part. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite prospecting? tool when i say tool i mean like what do you like to use what's your best yeah. email call video? yeah well obviously video i mean obviously i'm a big sucker for for, for video for vidyard uh, i think i did around five thousand vidyards wow so far that's you know i actually um <laughs> it's funny because i i used to do like small vlogs when i was traveling with my family to our summer house and you know always like this idea of capturing memories and capturing emotions and mm -hmm. i think this is what like a video is doing very well it's actually you know like passing across emotions like a human being you know that's uh, mm -hmm. supernatural that are not staged or, or or scripted or whatever so yeah i had a lot of success with that because i like it but of course like all the all the channels are are important i love the email you know once i wrote a really really cool cold email to, to a prospect and got an immediate answer i like to be creative in those i wrote one to kyle he liked it as well um but you know fastest way to build pipe is the phones so you have to mm -hmm. also be comfortable which um is, is a big challenge uh, you know like we can all get better there but right now um you know i'm 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 pretty phone heavy as i'm like ramping up as an ae and so getting in a lot of calls and just having a lot of conversations mm -hmm. um, but yeah i mean i i won't hide it the video is my favorite <laughs> well that's of course because i feel like with video it's like it's the best of both worlds because you still have that chance to actually speak you know 
say what you want to say in words because everything like an actual word sounds better than you know whatever you're going to write in text you know it's it always sounds nicer you can add your tonality to it but I definitely agree on the calling which is something I'm um, I'm actually working on right now because I don't know many people that still use the phone like so many people like to just say yeah it's dead no one answers the phone but that's not true like even if someone answers the phone, it's like, fuck you, never talk to me fucking again. Don't call me. Like, at least I got an answer, you know? At least they said something. Whereas with email, like, time and time again, people are just ignoring it. And I think that that's where video comes in again, that it's a plus that you can actually see if someone's watching your video. Like, if someone opens your email, what does that even really mean nowadays? Like, if they open it 10 times, great. But one time, like, that doesn't really mean shit. People just open it so that they don't have an email there. So I think that it, it is the best of both worlds, but definitely the phone is like the quickest way to just know where you stand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I think I'm also super excited of the things that are coming, you know, like maybe there will be interactive video. Maybe there, you know, there was this joke about FaceTiming, but it's not about the thing FaceTiming itself. It's about, you know, new innovative things that we can add to our outreach that will actually make us stand out. Um, so yeah i'm super excited for what's to come and i feel like i'm already uh, old for for not using uh, too many gifs or animated things in my outreach but i really have to update yeah there's so many things nowadays too i mean i i was recently talking to someone who won um pavilion of the year uh award and he has a company called createx that basically you're take prospects And you put them in, put in their email or their company or whatever, and then it'll create some kind of personalization for you. So like moving all those things and just getting quicker ways to do them. And then the more things that come out, though, as awesome as they are, I'm like, oh, my God, soon they're not even going to need us. Like they're just going to have robots that can call and can do these things. So yeah. Yeah. Better ride now, uh, away while it lasts. Yeah, exactly. No, but I think uh, you know, there will stick it out. I think you can't replace a good sales rep you know i think we we will they and in the end we still sell human to human you can automate a lot of things but then at least for the high value things i want to actually speak to a human at least that that's my hope maybe it's naive but i mean maybe the sdr role will get crushed and then they'll just keep the aes they'll have robots as the sdrs and then once the meetings and they're like oh hello i'm the person that sent you that No, I, I'm an A now and I can say I could not do my job without any BDR. They are the best. I love them. So no, don't take away my BDRs. No, let's hope not. Whatever. I know by the time that happens, I'll be an old lady and I won't care as much. So that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Um, but I have to ask on the subject of calling, what is usually your opener? Yeah, I I've been trying <laughs> one opener that I, I've been using now it's called hey my name is Jan. what i'm am i interrupting you in right now mm. and you find that people like laugh and like it yeah so you have different scenarios that happen like either they actually start to to laugh and be like what 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 what, what what's going on like is this a cold call and then you have the people that don't really understand who is calling and why they're calling um But the thing that it does, or at least the thing that I have been experiencing in my course, is that it lowers the fence, you know, it lowers the guard of someone that, you know, it doesn't come across as a, as a sales call, right? It's like, I think this Josh Brown thing, where you're actually getting to the bottom and, you know, actually 
breaking this first line of of defense you know when someone calls calls you out of the blue and yeah i booked, mm -hmm. booked quite some meetings with with it using using this opener just one today um so i can recommend it to test it out um but with anything you have to own it by yourself the tonality is really important um mm -hmm. and you know or just own it you know whatever works for you but this is my current opener i use hey Yalit, my name is jan from plio what am i interrupting you in right now my podcast exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. so. and then and then from there like so they laugh and whatever and then you just go into it yeah no i mean best case to you ask some some questions right and i like to open with either something that i've seen like a personalized trigger like i want to be relevant in, in the call so hey I, i just saw that you have been actually opening a new office that must be so exciting um so that you still didn't really know what's actually going on and then they're gonna ask oh who you're calling from from plio and then then you sort of do your pitch hey well i saw that you're just opening a new office like how are you actually making sure that you have a smooth smooth process there with with your expenses when you when you're skating right now this is actually what we just did and then maybe insert a, a you know a company that you currently work with competitor with them i'm just wondering uh, how you're solving this problem right now and then yeah get hey. get them talk but i tried Smooth. yeah i mean just sort of a flow that i have and then of course i want to want to close them my my closing line is always like would it be a bad idea to to jump on a call um and just repeat that like the things you're telling right now is it's really a bad idea and it's like no like you know the, the old chris was it works so yeah. good and yeah i and like then, that one too like would it be, be the quick. worst idea in the world yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and then be quick with the calendars like listen i still have a slot on monday at nine uh, otherwise the week is quite busy like what's what's nine for you and then they say no 10 and then they say oh yeah 10 is still good okay here you just received the invite and then Uh, you, I like you say it. goodbye and quali qualify it i mean the more questions you can ask the the better uh, but you also don't want to lose the momentum uh, mm -hmm. of your of the of the call yeah no i like that it sounds smooth it sounds nice i'm always trying new things i'm open to hearing it all um yeah yeah i've, I've kind of it's funny because i i started my sales career solely being on the phone like there was no email nothing like just calling yeah. call center kind of thing And I was all day on the phone. And now it's like I get a time to call and I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, what if they answer? What if this happens? And I'm like, hello, like used to call like thousands of people a day, irritate them, bother them, call them 20 times. And now you're scared. So yeah. I'm trying to get my uh, myself yeah. back to back to what I was once. And and it is, Yalit. I think you still have it. It's just about the mindset and, and, you know, you have to make it achievable for you. Like the thing that personally really helps me is that I try to set like goals, like I'm going to do five calls now, right? And then mm -hmm. take it, take a break and then do another five. And then I already did 10, right? And then I take a larger break and then maybe five, five again. And, you know, then treat myself with a nice cup of coffee or, you know, a walk in the garden or if you're in the office, uh, around the office and then just do it again. And you will actually see that, you know, I did a couple of calls today. Most people answered um, one just hang up and, you know, I booked two or three meetings today uh, with people actually nice. So uh, 
if you have a nice voice, you know, people are willing to, to, to speak to you. And if you have to be genuinely curious, then, you know, just do it. You have nothing yeah. to lose. People exactly. Exactly. That's what I was thinking to myself too. I was like, when I was debating, I was like, I literally have nothing to lose. Like I'm not knocking, you know, there's people that used to sell by knocking on someone's door, you know, like that yeah. is fucking scary. Like, you yeah. don't know what they're going to do. You're humiliated in front of them. Like here. Okay. I'm sitting here on my side of the world. They're on their side of the yeah. world. Like worse that's going to happen is they'll hang up or I don't know, they'll call yeah. me something horrible or, but that's the and worst. I, like who cares, you know? Yeah, no. And I think like the, the thing that really helps me is to just want to start a conversation, right? The goal of a cold call is not to book a meeting, right? Mm-hmm. It's not to book a meeting. It's literally to start a conversation. And also to figure out if you are actually a fit for 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 that customer. So mm-hmm. really try to see it like level headed. It's super hard, especially like if you're alone, if you're not in the mood and so forth. So um that's why I try to, you know, when I do these call call blocks, either you know, use a tool to to help me call together with people. There's mm-hmm. I just spoke to a founder of Nukes. He developed at Stanford um, a tool where you can actually call together in a virtual room mm. or you are actually in the office and and then speak together. That really helps me on, on a personal note because cold calling alone at home is the worst. I have the biggest yeah. respect for anybody who can do it. Um, yeah. No, the calling blocks are definitely helpful like to, you know, be able to do it with people on your team and, and feel like everyone's kind of in the same boat. So I definitely think that that's a thing. And I think that also like a lot of it, I haven't been doing it right. Like you said, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to do five calls. Like I'll open up my sales loft. See, I have 156 calls and I'm like, oh my God, let me just die. I'll just ignore it for today. Tomorrow I'll do it, you know? So I think like you said, just like coming in with a goal and being like, yeah, this is what I have to do 10 or five or whatever. And then go like that. Otherwise it's just way too overwhelming at one time. Yeah, and make it really small packages, you know. Like when I started, I was just like, I'm gonna do two calls now, you know. The next day you're gonna see I'm gonna do three. And then you're gonna be see that you are quite able to to scale quite fast because you get used to it. Um mm-hmm. and then you don't wanna stop. <laughs> so um, Yeah. That's what I wanna be. I wanna be like addicted to it, you know, that it's like I just wanna get on the phone and call. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my hope. Well, yeah, you 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 will do it. You will you will do it. Uh, you just have to like put you in a surrounding in a, in a mindset uh, where mm-hmm. you have nothing to lose and actually want to start a conversation. I mean, who who doesn't want to use Vidyard? Come on. Yeah, I, that's why I I say the same thing. You know, like who doesn't want to use it? And then you call these people and they're like, "No, we hate your product." Bye. And I'm like, "What? Why?" Yeah, <laughs> At but least there are also me. a lot of lot of nice people. <laughs> that's true. That is true. So moving on from here. How yeah. do you stay motivated? You just said all mm. these things. So I know that you give yourself sometimes like these smaller mm. goals that are more achievable. But mm. what is it that really keeps you motivated as like a young person? You have a degree. You don't mm. have any kids right now. You can just kind of do whatever you want. So sales is a lot. It's it's heavy and it's intense. How do you yeah. how do you stay motivated to keep going? I think it's it's different things i think it starts with the people like i'm really motivated by seeing other people do great work right sort of gives me the urge to also be with them you know contribute towards the the bigger party um and and you know be be a part of the journey you know help others get better 
Um, then, of course, you need to be convinced by the quality of your product, the actual value that you create, right? It's so mm -hmm. important. Like, I couldn't sell a product that I don't use myself or that I don't have seen the benefits and effort from it. Um, so that's number two. And I think three is just, um, you know, perspective. I, I'm really motivated by that because there's so much crazy stuff going on in the world right now and the, even the ability to just have a job have nice colleagues have a nice surrounding it's something that you know nobody can really take from you mm -hmm. and it's something that you forget all the time you know we are all healthy we, we are not in uh, you know ukraine right now uh, uh, fighting for our lives but we actually you know have, have something to to do which generates value and gives us a really nice pay at the end of the month um And I think then the fourth is, of course, um, you know, being able to make commission, you know, uh, don't have to think about, um, um, you know, every single uh, buy you're going to make and be, be safe and that you're going to have a, uh, you know, help, help your friends if they need it or have a safe future for yourself is also something that, of course, motivates me. <laughs> Mm, beautiful that's a great answer I mean you know a few times throughout this conversation you've mentioned like being on a sports team and feeling like you know it's something that you were really good at and you could contribute to and part of your motivation is working around people who are doing great things so there's a lot there about teams I hear mm -hmm. and do you see yourself like moving up to say for example some kind of manager is that Is that part of your, your end goal or do you see yourself just being like an individual contributor kind of thing? No, I, it's, it's hard to say, but I, I already had the, the ability to, to be a manager, you know, lead a team, uh, help help other SDR succeed at, at Albacross. And mm. I think the, then the, the things, I really enjoyed it, but there's a lot of things that I still need to learn. You know, like people management is so different from being an individual contributor. And I've done a lot of mistakes there. Um, so um, this is something I really want to be ready for, you know, and also maybe need some maturity and, you know, get some better advice and management and so forth. But right now I'm just laser focused on becoming a product expert, becoming an industry expert on, on what we're doing at Plio right now. And then, then we'll see. Um, but of course, it would be nice to um, be part of a bigger team and help other people be even successful than yourself. <laughs> Well, I think that it fits you, so I'm vouching for you. But <laughs> <All looking, right>. <laughs> speak to my manager. Speak to yeah, my manager. I'll, I'll make no, sure but I... to contact him after this. Yeah, yeah. no, no, step, step by step, step by step. I'm exactly. just new into this role. Uh, I have so much to learn. I think if I, uh, I have to stay really humble and see it step by step. And I'm really happy at the place that I'm in right now. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's it's nice to be happy where you are. That's one of the things I said this week. Like, it's really just nice to be happy where I am and not be looking, you know, to run and change this or do that. Like, just being so satisfied with where you are and 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 happy with it, you know. So I, I can totally get you on that. It's it's a great feeling. But looking into your future, what do you think? Like, your end goal is like when you think of yourself. Going into pension, where do you think you're going from? Yeah, I think it's it's hard to say, but I I want to I want to have impacted people people's life, you know, in a good way, and want to want to feel that I've contributed to to something bigger and actually have helped others be be more successful. In what way? To be honest, you know, in life you never know how that's gonna to be, mm -hmm. how how long you're able to do things, um, but I think. Um, 
you know, uh, so, something like that. And then uh, I still have this uh, dream of owning a small uh, vineyard uh, at some point when I'm super gray and old. Um, so that's that's where I see my future in southern France, uh, making my wine, inviting a lot of people and friends and whoever wants to come can stay. And whoever doesn't want to come uh, can also stay <laughs> at, at, at my place. <laughs> Well, I hope to see that happen and hopefully we'll be in touch then and you can make You're sure that you have welcome. some kosher wine as well. And <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely join you. That sounds like a yeah. dream come true. So yeah. I love that. Love talking to Jan. This was really exciting for me. And there's one question that I always like to ask towards the end of the podcast. It's a bit of a, a different one, but if I could grant you one wish, what would it be? Ah, Not to have one very... wishes. Now it's it's very very uh, easy right now. Peace, no war. Yes. Peace. Uh, I think one. that's the basis of everything. I think relevant than today uh, when we are recording this. I think peace and and harmony uh, is my number one wish in the world. <laughs> well, hopefully something you know will happen and nature will hear that and then things will just fall into place. I think that it's it's definitely necessary today before today i mean we've been waiting for it for way too long so that's nice of you though to wish for something like that that's not only just for you you know but for for the greater good of everyone i guess it matches with all the other things you said in this conversation so yeah thank like you it. no it was was awesome to to be part of your show um you're doing great stuff so i'm super honored to have had this conversation with you and i hope we can continue that Thank you, Jan. It was great having you here again. I owe you. I owe you the whole show. It's you. You created it. So it's you did it all you. by yourself. You did it all by yourself. Yeah, hardly, hardly. Great guests like you and, and motivators like you. So thank you again for joining me. And uh, yeah, we'll chat soon. And I think that the best place for me to go ahead and get people in touch with you would be LinkedIn, right? yeah um that that would be awesome uh i'm super bad with like answering uh, dms right now because i also like struggling the hell out of uh, my ramp period right now uh, but i see everything I, I love everything i would love to answer directly but you know um just uh, reach out to me connect uh, if you have any questions i'm happy to answer those um, and yeah that's that's a good place to stay connected if you're interested in following the journey Amazing. So I'll make sure to go ahead and, and put all your info here in the show notes. And thanks again, Jan. Great talking with you. Nice.